Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacy Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. We're in a crazy little window here between uh, the Iowa caucus heading into New Hampshire mm-hmm. and, and things kind of the fog's lifting a little bit and some things get clear. And at the exact same time, some things get uh, a little more confusing. Yesterday morning, I did a series of a uh, uh, Fox News radio blitz. So I was on radio stations in Dallas and Alabama and Michigan, and, and everybody's kind of tussling over this issue of of Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Yep. Kind of came in, kind of as this is say tied for second. They're kind of battling within a, a percent there, but it was a it was a, a historic win in Iowa by President Trump. But Ron DeSantis is spending very little to basically no money in New Hampshire. And Nikki Haley has a lot. Millions. Millions a week that she's spending. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what? When I buy something or when I do something, I kind of like... There's a thought behind it, like what what is the 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 win behind somebody donating money to Nikki Haley? I'm like, is it they think she can win? Is it what what voters were where? You know, and, and what what makes up her constituency? What What's the makeup of people that want her in that position? This is a a pretty interesting clip that kind of brings a little bit of clarity uh, to that from Tucker Carlson. But for now, they have a more pressing problem on their hands. That's how to stop Donald Trump and his white Christian campaign. And that's a tough one. And it's made tougher by last night's results. Thankfully, they have a plan. And the plan is Nikki Haley. Now, Haley, frankly, underperformed last night. They told us she was surging in Iowa. She was not surging. Nobody really likes her. She came in third by a thin margin, and that denies the media the chance to declare her the one true alternative to Donald Trump. But don't expect them to give up on Nikki Haley. A Nikki Haley presidency is a lot like a war with Iran. It's a terrible idea. No normal person wants it. But because a small, well-funded group of extremely enthusiastic activists are determined to have it anyway, we are perpetually on the verge of getting it. The next skirmish in this ongoing battle is going to take place a week from today in New Hampshire. And hard as it is to believe, Nikki Haley could do pretty well there. She could even win the New Hampshire primary, potentially. How's that possible, you ask? Well, it's taken a lot of coordinated effort and above all, an awful lot of money. Judging from available disclosures, Nikki Haley's team is burning through about $3 million a week in New Hampshire. By contrast, Ron DeSantis seems to be spending zero there. Now, much of Haley's money comes not from Republicans or conservatives, but from committed Democratic partisans. Anti-civilization activist Reid Hoffman, for example, is a major Haley supporter. Reid Hoffman is the founder of LinkedIn. He's a friend of Jeffrey Epstein's. He was a visitor to Pedo Island, in fact. He's also the guy who funded E. Jean Carroll's sexual assault case against Donald Trump. Reid Hoffman is a Democratic mega donor. In 2020, he gave a million dollars to David Brock's American Bridge Pack. That's a group designed to physically harass Republican candidates. Hoffman's money has also helped to prop up the authoritarian governor of California, Gavin Newsom, as well as many others on approximately the same team. So you know exactly who he is. What's interesting is this cycle, Reed Hoffman is all in on Nikki Haley. His cash is paid for one of the most shameless propaganda operations in memory. So the very same people who told you four years ago that Joe Biden was a jovial, moderate grandfather is trying to return America to normal. Those same people are now trying to sell Nikki Haley as a conservative woman of principle. And one of the most enthusiastic peddlers of this absurdity is the neoliberal governor of New Hampshire, Chris Sununu. He's been stumping for Nikki Haley in multiple states. Now, you may not know much about Chris Sununu. He gets relatively little attention outside of New England. 
His charmlessness makes him a terrible TV guest, so they don't put him on very often. But there's probably no Republican officeholder in the country who hates Republicans more than Chris Noonan does. At one point a few years ago, he complained that there were just too many whites in New Hampshire. Sununu has far more in common with Joe Biden than he does with the residents of, say, Coas County. Listen to Chris Sununu explain how Nikki Haley is the natural leader of conservative Republicans because she's got her bony finger directly on their pulse. When you put all that that package together of experience, uh, the fact that she is the wife of a combat veteran, the fact that she's a mom, the fact that she brings some humanity to a lot of these very tough issues, and most importantly, again, it's not a big government solution out of Washington that we're promised. She looks at every issue through the eyes of the voters, through the electorate. (laughs) She looks at the issues through the eyes. She's channeling you. Because the thing about Nikki Haley is she's just totally real. She's America's most authentic person who somehow wound up in this phony business of politics, probably against her will. She's doing it for your sake. But Nikki Haley knows what Republican voters care about because she feels it deeply in her soul. It's reflexive. She leads from her gut. She sees the world through your eyes. Nikki Haley is not a bloodthirsty, power-mad feminist robot who takes millions in cash payoffs from the people who make weapons of mass destruction in exchange for promoting their wars. Oh, no, not at all. Nikki Haley is one of us. Woo! Ooh, man, uh, she's probably not one of us. Uh, it's, <laughs> no. it's interesting we see somebody that would fund the the, the Eugene Carroll uh, sexual harassment case against President Trump. They brought that back from the dead, mm-hmm. and it's just it's, it's it's bogus on its face. So much so that when she was on with with uh, uh, Anderson Cooper, he could barely keep a straight face at the lunacy of of the argument. So you see these things; they just kind of fall apart like paper mache in a hurricane. And uh, who would fund that? Well, the same person funding that would fund Nikki Haley. So it kind of helps things make more sense, but we still need to break this down a little bit further. There's an incredible book, the forward by uh, Steve Bannon. It's called Stealing Your Vote. It's written by the person who was actually at the gates when the FBI came knocking at Mar-a-Lago, handled that. She was at the the face of of everything involving election integrity and uh, uh, for OAN uh, in Arizona at the arena every day Mm -hmm. reporting on what was going on during the recounts and has found herself in right smack in the dabble in the middle of of uh reporting on the caucuses in iowa for rsbn and uh, uh, tr- uh attorney for the trump campaign one the only christina bob yay welcome hey thanks so much for having me guys Absolutely. So right smack in the middle. That is where you are most of the time. Always right in the middle of everything. And if you had any more accolades, we wouldn't even be able to have you on because it would fill up the whole show. Oh, you're too nice. Thank you. What What do you take out of that? That the, the comments by Tucker Carlson, does that and can you help people understand how this race is 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 going and what yeah. are you seeing? Yeah, God bless Tucker. I mean, he has such a great way with words and pictures and his sarcasm and humor. He's just really a gift to the nation at this point, I think. Um, I mean, I completely agree with him. I think Nikki, I do not believe Nikki Haley is truly conservative. Um, I think that the, not just the left, the establishment, the political class that has been in power and wants to retain their power and wants to keep the status quo, meaning continue to oppress the American people, they were really hoping Ron DeSantis would do better than he did, and, and he's not. And so they're trying to bring in Nikki Haley to kind of revive that. And I, I think Tucker was dead on. She's not conservative. 
Um, she's basically a Democrat. She's being funded by Democrats and she's working with the political establishment. So I, I think he nailed it. Let's talk wow. a little bit. So obviously we have New Hampshire coming up and then we have Nevada after that. And I'd like you to break down kind of what's going on in Nevada because I was unaware of there's two things actually in Nevada and kind of how she's positioning herself with that. Yeah, so it's really interesting. So Nevada is a caucus state. There is a Republican caucus on February 8th. That is where the delegates are assigned, depending on how the candidates win. Um, based on what happened in 2020 with the Democrats, where Bernie Sanders embarrassed Joe Biden, uh, the Democrat legislators said, you know, we don't, we don't want to have this happen again. We're going to change it from a caucus to a primary. So they legislated that there would be a primary election, a mandatory primary election, but the state okay. is not obligated to, I'm sorry, the state party is not obligated to participate in the primary and they're not. The Nevada GOP is keeping it a caucus. Now, one thing to point out, it's interesting that uh, Democrats said, oh, a caucus, we, we can't control the outcome of a caucus, but we can control the outcome of an election. So we're gonna change it to an election. That's effectively what they did. Um, and the Nevada GOP said, uh-uh, we're not playing that game. We're going to keep it with a caucus. So what you have right now in Nevada is probably a handful of confused voters because you, there's a primary on February 6th and a caucus on February 8th. Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis are not on the ballot for the primary because they have elected to participate in the caucus, which is where the delegates are assigned. So any uh, real candidate who intends on winning the state and winning the delegates will be in the caucus. If you want to vote for Donald Trump, if you want uh, to support him for the primary, go to the caucus on February 8th. The primary is really what the Democrats wanted. It's the push for uh, controlled elections, effectively. And Nikki Haley has opted to participate in the, the primary in Nevada. So you can vote for Nikki Haley in the primary if you want to. Even if she wins the primary, which she probably will because she's the only real candidate running in the primary because right. all the candidates that are trying to win are in the caucus. Um, so she may get some fake news stories about Nikki Haley winning primary. She gets nothing. She gets no delegates. It doesn't, it's a fake thing that the Democrats created, but she's opted to do that because she's giving in what it appears. It appears that she's giving a nod to her Democrat donors and her, the Democrat establishment saying, I'll play your game. Um, and let's turn this into a primary. Because she can't do both. It's one or the other. And she has decided yep. to go with the primary. Correct. It, it it seems more like she would be the candidate for somebody that had a lot of discretionary income. If 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 a few if a few million dollars would be like if you're in Vegas, you know, going to the casino for a bit. It's like just money that you can just mm -hmm. blow. Um, if I, you I, had that kind of money, you're just getting her in there just to be another distraction on this list of things like E. Jean Carroll, yeah. the indictments, uh, you know, the. Uh, uh, New York, like all of the, 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 the Georgia lawsuits, like in the yeah. midst of all that, she's just, it's almost like one more game you have to play in an NFL playoff, you know, to maybe get some injuries, maybe mm -hmm. have some stuff happen that just kind of slows you down from the Super Bowl. But there's no, doesn't seem like an intent for her to win anything. I, I, the only thing I can think of, yes, I completely agree. But the only like kind of thing that makes sense to me is that her donors are like have very severe cases of Trump derangement syndrome. Because I don't, I mean, granted, I don't have several million dollars to throw away, but if I did, I would imagine that even throwing away several million dollars is probably, it hurts a little bit, right? Um, even if you have it to, to throw away. Um, so I think the only way her donors are doing this is if they just hate Donald Trump so much and they hate 
returning power to the American people. And they hate mm. the idea of losing the control that they have in this nation. Um, yeah. So they're they're willing to roll the dice on it. We got a picture of you. You were, you were on the ground reporting for RSBN uh, there the, the day of it. You do such a great uh, job with that. Um, when you were there, boots on the ground, did you notice a difference in the kind of voters? I was looking at the counties. The counties she did the best in are ones that have a major university in them. University mm-hmm. of Iowa, Iowa State, she did yeah. really well. The closer you get to the, the cancerous Marxism of a college campus, they seem to like Nikki Haley better. The more you got yeah, into mean, a rural or to mm-hmm. people that are doers, um, it was all Trump. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair assessment. And, you know, the, the Democrats, and I, I, I know this is a Republican caucus, but since she's so in with the Democrats, the Democrats have a really good ground game at universities, like what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and um, you know, getting college students out to vote or out to caucus or getting them involved um, politically. So it doesn't surprise me at all that, that that's the demographic that was supporting her because she's effectively working with Democrats to try to win the Republican nomination. And what happened in Iowa, it's historic uh, for him to get for President Trump to get 51 percent. I think the closest was he's yeah. double the closest. Is that right to whatever's happened even in history? Yeah. So there are a couple of different. Hey, I mean, he shattered a few different records. So the the greatest margin that anybody had ever won the caucus before was 12.8 points. Um, that was Bob Dole. He won by 12.8 points more than the next person. And so Donald Trump got more than doubled that because he won by 30 points. And then he got more than 51, so more than 50%. No candidate ever in the history of the caucus had ever gotten more than 50% of the vote. And it was really funny because uh, there were a lot of you know news commentaries before going, well, if he doesn't get 50% of the yes, vote, that, that shows that, yeah, we heard a lot about that. But it's so deceptive and so misleading because the truth is no one ever in the history of the caucus has ever gotten 50% of the vote. So it was totally misleading because that that's just doesn't happen. It's unheard of. And so for them to come out and be like, oh, well, he really needs to get 50% or it looks like he's failing. No, no, no. First of all, that's completely in line with history. Second of all, don't worry about it because he beat it. Exactly. I, I want to play for, for you and the Flyover family a response from Joy Reid on MSNBC when she found out that he won and how she's really turned it around on the Christian community. I would like your response on this. It's pretty interesting. This is a state that is overrepresented by white Christians that are going to participate in these caucuses, especially tonight. Um, I today, earlier today, reached out to Robert Jones, Robbie Jones um, from the Public Religion Research Institute, knowing that we were going to talk about Iowa. And this is a hyper evangelical white state. I asked him, what do they get? out of supporting Donald Trump because he keeps losing, he keeps delivering losses and losses and losses. And he said the following, they see themselves as the rightful inheritors of this country and Trump has promised to give it back to them. All the things that we think about, about electability, about, you know, what are people gaming out or Mm -hmm. none of that matters when you believe that God has given you this country, that it is yours and that everyone who is not a white conservative Christian is a is a fraudulent American. (laughs) Wow. What is your thought on that? (laughs) Um, I mean, it's so hateful. It's it's just pure hatred and from coming from supposedly the side that's the party of unity and love and whatever it's it's just hateful absolutely hateful so um it, you know you know and the best lies have some truth in them 
there is some truth in what she was saying. Donald Trump does intend to give the power of the American government back to the American people, not to white Christians, to right. the American people, to all of us. And so that it's really tricky and deceptive because there is truth in what she said, but that little twist in it just makes it so evil. You know, no uh, about I it. think it was November, December, uh, Joe Biden was speaking in Nevada and he dropped the scratched the banners that said Bidenomics on it. That's where he kind of got rid of that term Bidenomics because obviously it's not working while maybe the stock market might be fine or when people are spending money every time that they pay, they're like Bidenomics, you know, it just, it, it doesn't work well. Um, the number one polling item that Americans are concerned with though, in spite of the economy is the border. Uh, in yeah. the month of December, the equivalent of of the city of Cincinnati illegally crossed the southern border. Those are these are ridiculous numbers. They can't. And talk those are about- just the numbers that they're willing to report. Yes, that doesn't include, or the ones that they know about. That doesn't include the gotaways. That doesn't include the folks that they have no idea came in. Yeah. So if you've ever been to Cincinnati, just think a second. Like look around and be like, wow this entire town illegally crossed the Southern border. And that's just the ones they know about. So he's not talking about the economy. He's not talking uh, about uh, the border. When people think about foreign policy, I think there's like seven wars basically going on in the world right now. Um, the Afghan withdrawal is one of the biggest debacles in, in, in American history. I think these are the things that people are concerned with and all they can come up with is, well, all these white people and these Christians mm-hmm. and, and, and these divisive terms. Joe Biden tweeted out right after the Iowa caucus, basically saying, uh, basically, Donald Trump's the front runner, clearly, and and now it's it's us against the extreme MAGA Republicans. And he says us. I'm like, what? It, is, no, he actually said you and me. You and me. It's you and me against the extreme MAGA Republicans. Was his tweet right after uh, uh, on, on on the night of? And I'm like, so do we not have a president? Right now, right. I don't, it, it's 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 him and whatever his thirty three percent approval rate is, or whatever it is at the moment, against the rest of the nation. Uh, there's there's yeah. the tweet right there. It looks like Donald Trump is 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 one Iowa. Um, it, it's he's positions that same as Hillary Clinton. That it's 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 this basket of deplorables, mm-hmm. these awful people versus uh, him. Is that just what you come to when you don't have anything to hang your hat on? You, you just well, you just how much do people hate Donald Trump and lean on the mainstream media being the marketing arm for the Democratic Party? Well, I definitely think that's part of it. But I also think they're forced to show their true colors at this point. I mean, they lie, mm-hmm. they lie, they lie. They've manipulated us for so long. But up against Donald Trump, their lies are so transparent that they're kind of sort of having to tell the truth. And I think that tweet is one example. They genuinely hate us. This isn't a, oh, you know, I know you might not have voted for me, but I'm still going to care about you Mm -hmm. when I'm in office. No, they don't like us. They hate us. They will never do anything in our best interest. And they're kind of forced to acknowledge that at this point, because the only thing, to your point, the only thing they can run on is fear. And so they have to try to get people to fear this massive movement of people who love this country and want to preserve our freedoms. That's so true. I want to talk a little bit about your book, Stealing Your Vote. Um, you know, you were, David had said it earlier, you were right in the center of everything that was going on when they were recounting votes. And, you know, you, you've been on the front line so many times. Obviously, you, you wrote a book. Uh, what does 2024 look like for us? Because I know that's a major concern for a lot yeah. of Americans. And what is the part that we play in helping this to be a secure election? 
Yeah, so there's there's kind of two tracks that we're on and we have to go down both of them at the same time. The one side is the indictments, right? And everything that Jack Smith is trying to throw, Jack Smith and all of the other kind of colleagues of his that are trying to throw at Donald Trump um, to really, I think it's a, a propaganda issue. Um, there's nothing at this point, and we'll find out in the Supreme Court case with the, the Colorado ballot access issue. Um, I think that, that will be a decisive ruling in President Trump's favor. No matter what happens in any of these cases, Donald Trump's not going to be disqualified. He's going to be on the ballot. But I think the angle that they're going with these criminal trials is try to, again, fear, get people to fear that Donald Trump is a criminal, that he's bad, that he's, a, you know, that that's the, the track. So that's stuff that President Trump and his team, his, his lawyers, um, they're, they're fighting that. Our role in that is to be aware, to be informed, to know what's going on. That's why your podcast is so important. So people understand what's actually happening and are, are not fooled by the messages of that. The other side is the actual election, the actual election integrity issues. And that takes all of us getting involved. It's cleaned up from the precinct level up through the county, up through the state and on up. And so it it's not going to come from any state official that decides, hey, we're going to run this correctly, because um, I think there's a lot of questionable people in real serious offices um, that we don't necessarily trust. So you got to know who are your county officials, who's your recorder, who are your county supervisors, who's the election director in your county. You need to know all of that information, hold them accountable, FOIA requests, all of that. And if this sounds daunting, there's a lot of great grassroots organizations across the country in every county, really, um, that are already doing this work. They're canvassing, they're scrubbing voter rolls, they're training volunteers, they're becoming poll workers, actually working at your county. And so if you want to get involved, um, you can go to a place called causeofamerica.org, C-A-U-S-E, causeofamerica.org, and just send them your zip code or send them your county and say, I want to get involved. And they will send you a list of conservative grassroots movement um, folks in your county, in your area, um, where you can get involved and become part of the solution. But it takes everybody. Everybody has to get involved. It's not enough to just vote. You got to vote. You got to get 10 other people to vote. But more importantly, you we have to have people mm. involved in the process um, to make sure that the election is secure. Sorry, that was long. I hope. No, no. that's exactly that's, what that's we're a, looking that's for. That's a great resource. It's a major concern for a lot of people right now. And I think most yeah. Americans, that's a concern. So causeofamerica.org. And you've seen some statistics on that, like how many people actually believe that it wasn't a secure election in 2020. I mean, it there's a... a Massive the, the, the amount tide has yeah. turned so on all of these yep. issues. I think it's down to just 22 percent of the Democratic Party believes that that Joe Biden is not connected in any way to Hunter Biden and his business partners. Mm -hmm. And and there's, you know, um, let's just say shady God movement of money. Mm -hmm. Yes, man, those are the true believers. Man, if we had Christians that believed that, that's holding... conviction. That yeah. is, which means there's, you know, what seventy eight percent like, yeah, it's some crooked. Yeah, yeah. For, you know, I mean, seventy eight percent can go. Oh, look, the sky is blue. You know, right. So that's what it is. It's a great point. Um, the Republican Party could do, in my opinion, more to have when you're talking about elections, when it comes to all of these things, you know. Uh, uh, you know, Rona McRom McRomney, uh, could it be more effective? There's a picture I saw on, on Instagram or something the other day of these elephants and it kind of, kind of, I don't know, I thought it was kind of telling, um, the Republican party, the, 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 the flex of, of what is the GOP, um, is not near what it, 
what it was. This idea of, of, of make America great again, the idea of America first, I think people are demanding that of their candidates. And if candidates yeah. aren't aligned, like I would want to know, know two things. Number one, I want to know where you're at on, on, on the issue of life. But would you stand on a stage and publicly denounce the World Economic Forum? Yeah, that's a You know, they're thing. meeting in Davos right yeah. now and they want us to eat bugs yeah. and they're coming against farmers. Like, I would want my candidate, same as like it would have somebody denounce the KKK, you know, like they don't want any part of it. Yeah. I would want a candidate to stand on a stage and say, you know what, I, I do not support them. And that's what President Trump did for four years with the Paris uh, Climate Accords and, and, and uh, you know, dissociate from the WHO and so mm-hmm. forth. And when he spoke at the World Economic Forum, it was like a gangster. It was like a, you know, just yeah, drop the mic of like, hey, we're never going to be a socialist nation. That's not the game America is mm-hmm. going to play. And so do you see a, a churning of leadership within the GOP? Do you see this this kind of conflict where, where the, the Paul Ryans and, and that crowd are kind of getting pushed off stage and it's just getting the stage is getting too crowded with people who actually want America to do well and other nations yeah, I, to do well individually? Yeah, I think that's absolutely what's happening. And that's why it's painful right now, because um, the Republican Party that we've known and that we've had for who knows how many decades at this point isn't working for us. And it's it's just not what we need. And it's not what conservative Americans want. And so we're in this process of kind of purging the Republican Party. And it starts with the candidates, quite honestly. I mean, we could have the best Republican, you know, we could have the best RNC, but if our candidates are still, you know, establishment hacks, who cares if the RNC is good? So Mm -hmm. it's happening in the right order where we're having this surge of candidates, which will force it through the RNC. I I agree. I'm not thrilled with where we're at with what the RNC is or is not doing. Um, But the the purge is happening. You know, it doesn't happen Mm -hmm. overnight. It's going to going to take a little while. And I think um, I think it'll take a few election cycles, not just for the RNC, but for every office. Like I think, I think 2024 will be a great wave of conservatives in the Senate and Congress. You know, hopefully as the, every two years for the election cycle, we see more governors replaced, we see more state offices and all that. So I think that's coming, but um, I think it's going to take more than one election cycle. Um, and before we let you go, how is President Trump doing? Obviously, we see him. He looks amazing, but he's yeah. got. You know, there's a lot coming against him and against the family oh. and everyone that's surrounding him. Yeah. How how is he doing? He he is doing as well as it looks like he's doing. He really is. Uh, he looks great. Really remarkable. Yeah, yeah, he does, and and that's how that's how he is. Um, I'm sure you know nobody likes going through everything sure. he's going through, but but he's doing it because he loves this country and he sees the evil that is trying to deprive us of our rights. And I think there, I think he takes a certain pleasure in that, you know, knowing that he's doing something that really no one else in the country can do. And, um, I, I, yeah, I think there's, he's just a fighter and I, I think he knows he's winning and, um, he just wants to get that knockout punch and yeah, he's great. He's amazing. Yeah. You know, I, my birthday the other day, my license expired a couple of days ago and I'm looking at my schedule this week. And I'm like, I got to go to the DMV and I got to do the, you know, get my, and, I, and I'm looking like, well, I don't have time to deal with a bunch of bureaucracy, wait in line and stuff. I got all this work to do. And I was, and it was this, I was picturing him, like he left Iowa. I think he flew all night, hit the ground. Yeah. You know, he was in, it, sat in on the court case, you know, there on, on the East yeah. coast. And then, then did some New Hampshire things and then spoke at a rally that night. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, man, 
Uh, I'm worried about getting my yeah. license renewed in the middle of all this work I got to do. How in the world, you know, he's and he, he looks sharp. He looks yeah. better than he did in 15, 16. He's, he's like, and, and there's like a steely eye of the tiger kind of thing yeah. that he just looks like. I don't know. He, he's he's speaking to the nation like it's more of a general yeah. election than it is a, a, a yeah. primary with a confidence of what are we going to do next? Did I know I've got a plan? Mm-hmm. It's almost like he he came back in time. Like I knew I won. Like if you're watching a pre-taped game yeah. with your friends and you already saw it, you know, they didn't yeah. know you're like, Oh, I, I feel okay. I well, you're, you're down by yeah. three touchdowns. We're It'll good. Be okay. We're good. Like it's he fine. has that kind of confidence. Yeah. yeah. He's determined. I mean, it's just determined and um, resolved. You know, he's determined and resolved to save this country. And I think he's going to do it. And we I do think too. he thinks Me he's going to do it. So yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he's, he's amazing. He's, he's really good, but I know there's a lot of people out there praying for him and supporting him and sending well wishes. Please keep doing that. That's always, you know, good for his morale, but, um, but yeah, he's good. Praying for him and praying for the people surrounding him. Flyover family, be praying for Christina, be praying for yes. people that are working and, and helping him through this process, as well as the Trump family. And, and then ChristinaBob.com is where you yeah. can go to get this book. I just, this is a kind of a shameless plug, but she did dedicate this to me, and I think the least I could do is read it. Um, it, it says, this book is dedicated to the conspiracy theorists, election deniers, political prisoners, deplorables, and every American who dared to question the narrative. I was I almost teared up. I thought, I feel so known. I feel so known. It, it, well, family, if you find true. yourself in that description yep. somewhere like that, you need to get a copy of, of yeah. this book as well. That is for well, sure. Thank you. I, I honestly love that dedication because it fits all of us, right? Yep. It's, it's to us. So. That's exactly yeah. For those of you that, that had the courage to just kind of raise your hand and be that kid that's like, I don't think the emperor's wearing any clothes, yep. you know, <laughs> and, and regardless of what everybody else thought, the truth ages well, and you've been mm-hmm. speaking it for years and yep. you do it okay. in, in, in some of the biggest platforms uh, in the world and uh, uh, you inspire a lot of people and you've inspired Stacy and I yeah. you know, a lot as well. Thank you so much for joining us today, Christina. We really appreciate it. <sighs> All right, Flyover family. My name is Avery Whited. I'm the daughter of David and Stacy. I'm just moving in, so I had to get an order for my pillow and get the things that I needed. So let's look inside. I got some my pillow uh, towels, kitchen towels. I got some of their Giza sheets. Now, I've never actually been able to use them, but I've heard amazing things from my parents about them. And last but not least, something for Charlie. Hey, dog bed. All right, Charlie, let's go put this in the dryer and flip it up for you. Come on, buddy. Nice and warm and fluffy. Perfect for my little guy. Come here, Charlie. All right, if you want to get your own products, go to mypillow.com and use promo code FLYOVER to save up to 66% off. My Towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made My Towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of My Towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. 
This is a combed ring-spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six-piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.